What's going What's on? What's happening? I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm good, man. This is, you know, hey, we, you know, got another weekend surviving. Shoot. Yes, yes, we can't, do. Can't, uh, well, you know, can't I, complain. I, I don't, I don't, I don't like the, you know, the mishaps. So you, you know, your boy kicked off the show, and and it wasn't the right show, and I, I don't know what's. I'm all frazzled today, but like you say, we made it to another one. So we, we got, yeah. you got to love that. You got to love that, brother. Brother Nixon is in the building. Shouts out to you. I, I'm, I'm rocking some pressing. So God, dog it. Somebody say something. Somebody say. Let me get these comments right though. I see you, sir. What's I see. What's happening? What's happening? Yeah. Man, nah, I'm, I'm, my my feelings are still hurt from last night. What's what's, what's wrong, brother? You got, you got some things. You got some things going on. What's, what's, what's hey, wrong, man, Le- Le- LeBron, LeBron got me, man. He got us. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? I'm a, I'm gonna give him his props. All right, see, now, now, now you wagging the dog, you wagging the tail before the dog, or all, all that. You jump in the car, yeah, you, you know. Yeah, because I can make sure you don't shoot. Yeah, you gonna shoot. You gonna punch me in the gut with it. So I, I gotta get it out before you get me in the gut with it. Don't, no, 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 no. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be neutral, right? I'm not gonna do you, you like I do Tallboy. Yeah, you know, Tallboy oh, okay, is somebody okay. that, I, that I'll, I'll pick on him when when we got show. But I'm, I'm gonna be nice to you slightly, and okay. we, we, we we gonna ease into it. So folks, check it out. Welcome to Team No Sleep. You know, we talk the social impact of sport. We got a handful of topics tonight. It's gonna be a little more lighthearted tonight than it was <laughs> last week for sure. But um, uh, we still got some things to talk about, and there's gonna be some emotion in today. But it'll it'll be some lighthearted fun and emotion. Um, let's yeah, talk basketball. Absolutely. We got a lot, we got a lot of basketball. I, I see uh, brother Nixon talking about football, but, but we gonna we gonna talk about your boy Tebow, number eighty five. I think it is. You know, yeah. tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars, but. I think we'd be remiss if we didn't start off talking about 2020 class, uh, Hall of Fame class for the uh, yes. NBA Hall of Fame. Some 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 definite winners got in there, obviously. Highlighted by the man in the middle. Uh, I am so glad, though. Yeah, we know Kobe. Yeah, I'm, 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 yeah. I'm just going to put that on the mantle. I'm, I'm going to put that someplace else for a minute. But, man, I'm so glad that uh, Garnett got in. Godly. Oh, yeah. I, I'm so yeah, glad I mean, that I, he got in. I, I think he, he to me, he was he was a one, He was my favorite power forward when, as he was yeah. playing. Him and Chris Webber, obviously. Yeah. He was just that fiery guy. His personality uh, always challenging everybody. Um, carried Minnesota for all those years and got the opportunity to go to Boston and got a ring. Proud of KG, man. I think he's a guy that speaks truth from heart, and I like his background better almost than I like where he came from because, you know, that 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 uh that formula of bringing your boys with you and making sure everybody takes care of everything. KG was, I mean, he, he was the one that I knew that was the first one to do it. He brought all his boys with him yeah. to Minnesota and got them jobs and got them, you know, made sure they went to school and got college. Help take help him raise his sister because it was just him and his little, little sister at the time, and. You know the brother flourished. I mean, he flourished as all stars and yeah. basketball. I mean, that just shows how sports can open up a whole another life, another life, That's and true. change generational wealth for, for for forever for him and his partner. So, you know, salute you, to KG, definitely for sure. I mean, you get you get that money and you do it right. He he didn't have a whole lot of things that went sideways for him, right? I mean, everyone mm-hmm. when when they get into the spotlight, they have things go go down and all. But KG stayed pretty 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 cool. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it was definitely a good thing to see him walk in. Your brother Duncan got in. Uh, yep. Uh, he he gave his shout out to Coach too, and got, he got a little controversy about that. But you know what? You know, you, you got to give the props to the man who showed you, 
showed you the drills, the man who showed you yeah. how to work as a teammate at a professional level. So, I mean, Duncan, KG, and then obviously Kobe getting in. Talk to us a little bit, though, brother. How about how you felt about yeah. about uh, number eight, number twenty-four? Oh man, I thought uh, Michael Jordan's speech was cool, but his uh, but uh, uh, his wife's speech, Vanessa's, was was more powerful, more yeah. really, really touched the heart. I thought, I mean, she spoke volumes of her husband and how proud she she was of him um, and how proud of his kids were of him and, you know, how everything he's he's just over-accomplished as not only a basketball player but as growing up as a husband. Because we got we guys got to remember, Kobe grew up in front of our eyes. We met yes. this man, when he, we saw him first on the scene when he was 17. He made mistakes along the way like all of us do, Yeah, you know, and then he still was able to overcome those mistakes, you know, those things he did outside. And then still be able to mature, become a, a you know a great father, a great basketball, a great humanitarian. Yeah. Um. What more can what more can you ask? I mean, we saw the American dream right in front of our eyes, and unfortunately, it ended kind of tragically. Uh. But I mean, man, it was to me it was it almost seemed like it was long overdue, right? I mean, he, I mean, on the past yeah. it was it almost seemed, yeah, yeah, yeah. You almost crazy. wonder, you know. Obviously, want want them to go in first round uh, unanimously, mm-hmm. all, all of that for, first time up. And but it, you're right; it just seems so long since he retired. And you know, almost why aren't you already in? But uh, yes, go ahead and give him his blessings. Go ahead and give him his flowers. It was it was it was touching to see his wife and see his daughter wearing the jacket, mm-hmm. and, and you know, and just mm-hmm. going through the whole pomp and circumstance. It, unfortunately, yeah, he, he he wasn't there. He was there in spirit, but you know, wasn't there to be in, in person to, to feel it. Um, you know what I thought was an interesting part, I, I, and, I, and I'll, I'll let you go ahead. Go. One of the interesting parts that I, that I, that I thought was is funny when she said that for his first two daughters, he was away from them because he was always on the road perfecting his craft, basketball, and so on. So he didn't really get to watch them grow up. And unfortunately, he's going to miss his last two daughters because he passed away. Yeah. So he never really got to have the full spectrum of fatherhood you know, watching his kids grow from, you know, from really young toddlers to go, because he was always busy focusing on becoming, you know, the great Kobe Bryant that he, that he was. Um, and I, like I said, I salute Vanessa. Uh, she's a strong, she's a very strong woman. Um, and the way she's just kind of carries, she's carrying the, the Bryant name and the Bryant family and the Bryant legacy. Uh, man, you know, nothing but my support, at least. I could tell you from my, from my, my support. I saw, so I, I salute them. I just, it just is what he embodies, what he stands for, man. Is like it's going to be yeah. timeless, I, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think uh, so. We, we got a couple things going on here in the background. Shouts mm-hmm. out to folks that are, that are responding in, in the comments as well. Uh, I, I love what Keely is talking about. Tallboy, I just sent you an invite, brother. If you want to jump on and talk about that that other topic that you mentioned, uh, let's do that. We we can have that conversation as well. Uh, I think what Vanessa did with Kobe's Nike contract and his, his that that whole thing i think that was the right move as well go ahead and let let that play itself out until that contract mm-hmm. was over and and instead of doing continuing on with the contract now focusing on other activities now focusing on either you know building the other pieces of the legacy other pieces of the of the bryant name of the foundation things of that nature as opposed to trying to come out with another shoe right a re- uh, yep. uh, 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 in a retrospective you know something of that nature right so again i think that that was uh, a good move for her just looking at the overall uh, legacy of, of kobe um, I, I think the um the other members that got in were incredibly respectful in terms of how they acknowledged that 
it's not even that they had to, but the fact that they acknowledged that, you know, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't have maybe had the same kind of drive. We wouldn't maybe have the same kind mm-hmm. of determination if we weren't matched up uh, across the court from from Kobe. So they gave him his flowers from that perspective as they were getting yeah. uh, getting their uh, their shots in as well. So let me uh, we, we got a heckler that was out there in the, <laughs> in the audience. You know, so I'm I'm gonna go ahead and let this brother come in and let him talk about whatever in the world it is that he wants to talk about. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Tall Boy uh, Corey, Tall Boy Sanders in the who you rocking right now? Let me see what what's that? Okay, let, he rocking that Kobe. He rocking that Kobe. Uh, okay. uh, <laughs> I mean, and, you and, gotta and, give respect. And, and Atlanta I'm man. You got to bring me over a little bit. You got a, me. You got me. Well, you you too tall. Yeah, see, you too. You, you, <laughs> okay, I back up a little. You bit. know, How about yeah. That? My overlays aren't built for people seven feet tall. You know. Oh man, legends never die, as they say, right? They don't. They don't. Mm-hmm. Talk to me. Welcome to the show, brother. Appreciate you coming in and, and wanting to contribute. Uh, give your commentary. You know, it's going to be fun I mean, I the in show. the comments. I, I'm glad. I, I'm glad. I know people that know people that I can just send a text message and say, <laughs> Hey, you know, I, I got something to talk about. You got something to because, talk about. I mean, get get you some great, screen time. Like, get you some you screen time. over a little bit. I mean, right. you got me like sideways. In, you, know? uh, you all the way over right now without zooming oh. you all the way in your head. I tell you how, how about that? I, I'll come over oh. this way. Here we go. Let me change. Right, Lolo, you. We'll Thank you. Thank you. There, there we go. Thank you. Thank you, people. So I can do that in Ecamm. I'm, I'm not sure if you can do that in, in VMix. <laughs> I, I think that your your opening story was great. Appreciate but, you. Uh, we already know that the internet has gone crazy over the last couple of days because, oh, do we need to, can I go into that or do you want me to talk about the Hall of Fame thing? No, keep going. Now, you, you came on go with, on, with, with on. Kwame Brown on the mind, so we won't. We're oh, gonna yeah, talk. Okay, we can talk yeah. about that. Yeah, you go, 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 go on I mean, with that. that should have been top story. <laughs> Come on, man. That should have been top story. This man has right. I mean, he's gotten views. He's really ruffled a couple people's feathers. So he's, you know, so pause, uh, pause. We know what you're talking about, but go ahead and tell the folks who may not understand right, or know so what you're talking about about Kwame. No, on on Sunday. Hello, everybody. My yeah. name is Corey Tallboy Sanders. I'm a former <laughs> athlete. So I'm speaking from an athlete's perspective. Yes, you are. So please do not get mad at me when I say how I feel about this situation. Talking with his but, hands now, too. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. This, one, this one hit hard right here. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. On, on Sunday, there was a player that played for the Washington Wizards by the name of Gilbert Arenas, a very mm-hmm. great player. He went on to a very popular show called All the Smoke um, with Steven Jackson. Steven Jackson, yeah. Who played in the NBA as well as Matt Barnes. Um, They have a show called All the Smoke on Showtime. You Google it. It's on YouTube. It's on Showtime. It's a very popular sports show. Um, They've had a lot of great people, such as the legendary uh, Kobe Bryant, KG. Um, I don't think they've had Tim Duncan on there just yet. but. Um, on Sunday, they had Gilbert Arenas, and there was a statement that was made by Gilbert Arenas <laughs> basically um, disrespecting the former number one player of, uh, in the NBA draft. Um, yeah. Said that mm-hmm. he was the second fastest guy in the NBA. I mean, second mm-hmm. fastest guy on the team, but his hands were small. And he made a statement saying that if you know Michael Jordan, you knew that he had a high demand. Um, 
he demanded a lot out of his teammates. Right, right. And I think you saw it in the Jordan documentary. So everyone loves Michael Jordan, but they don't know who Michael Jordan really is as a player. That is true. And basically, Kwame Brown got drafted by Michael Jordan, who played on that same team Kwame Brown's rookie year. And when he did not develop and produce the way um, Michael Jordan probably wanted him to, um, everyone basically went in on Kwame Brown, said that he wasn't great, he wasn't good, and um, basically, you know, He's been the butt of a lot of jokes, shall we say? Yeah, over the ever, last. ever, ever yeah. since yep. he, you know, he he, he wasn't a, a dud. He wasn't a, you know, again, he was number one draft pick. He, he was he was a fantastic player. Anyone that makes it to the league is a fantastic player, but right, and he was the number one player uh, that was drafted in yeah. that draft. That Gilbert mm-hmm. Arenas came. I think he was a second round player, if I'm correct. But Gilbert mm-hmm. Arenas became. Um, became um the star of he became the franchise player for the Washington Wizards and Kwame Brown basically never got a chance to really showcase his talents with that team or any of the other teams. Kwame Brown had a chance to go to the Lakers and play with Kobe. He did not do as well with them. I think he also went to the Pistons and he did okay, but he really did not have the career that you would think that a number yeah. one player would have, yeah. shall mm-hmm. we say. Correct. Well, Kwame Brown, I guess he got tired of the disrespect. And on Sunday, he went in and the comments have, I mean, when I tell you this has taken the forefront of all sports news, they've tried to get Matt Barnes on Get Up or whatever that NBA show is. Steven Jackson has been on Instagram. Yeah, uh, they've all been trying to just get comments out of um, the stars of the show. Um, but to be honest, if you go back and listen to any of Kwame Brown's Instagram or YouTube posts, you're hearing it from his perspective. And remember, there's always three sides to every story. Your side, mm-hmm. my side and the truth. <laughs> and everyone that has spoken on Kwame Brown, he has literally been giving I don't know if I can curse on this show, but he's been giving their tale to them um, and basically saying, you're not talking to me. You're talking about me. And I just got through watching a post where the famous breakfast club, Mm -hmm. um, they basically made, made some uh, comments about his family saying how his father um, did some, did a horrible crime and he spent, um, you know, probably spending the rest of his life in prison and his family members, his brothers have done some things, but you put that narrative out and basically Kwame Brown has pretty much responded to the breakfast club. He's responded to Rob Parker, he's responded to Stephen A. Smith. He's responded to the breakfast. I mean, to the, to all the smoke. And, and I'm, I'm giving you the PG version. Put it this way. The name of the show was right. Uh, get some smoke or whatever it was, but all when, the when all the smoke, all but smoke. when Kwame Brown got to talking, everyone else was saying, look, they don't want that smoke from Kwame. Cause he is, he was real. Right. So your boy Barnes was saying, look, man, we don't have no problems. I don't want no problems from you. Kwame. Hey, we got nothing but respect. Stephen Jackson. Yeah. today. I didn't get to see his post. Today. I didn't get to see his post today. But again, oh, this, all, all those guys were saying, "They said let's come on to the show 
Okay. Yeah. Even if we put him. on some boxing gloves and knock it out, you know, knock it out. Mm-hmm. And, and he told him, I mean, then he turned around and clowned him and told him, I'm not coming on to your show. And I mean, he really went in on uh, Matt Barnes. And okay. then the, the disrespectful part was Steven Jackson said that he's not going to bring Kwame Brown onto the show, but be, because of all the views and the attention that it has now garnered, that's what led Matt Barnes to invite him onto the show. Okay. But then yeah, he yeah. turned around and was still being somewhat disrespectful to Kwame Brown. All now, right. what you See, but my, to realize, go ahead. I, oh, no, I would say my, my thing is, okay, he's, again, he's the butt of the, kind of the butt of the jokes when it comes to basketball, right? I'm talking about it, but you know, some guys on their personal life, like Matt Barnes, that that post that rain went on, on Matt Barnes when he's talking about his wife, and you know the it's the situation with him and Derek Fisher. To me, he's frustrated. He's he's tired. But you don't need to go into nobody's family and going on on that on those on those types of things when they come having a beef about somebody saying something. You said all the smoke. <laughs> I hear you, man. But I, I just don't. Come on, yeah, man. Yeah. Now, now hold up, hold up. You're you're a football player yeah. now. Yes. In basketball, you know it. it they talk about your mama. They talk about yeah, your kids. Yeah. I mean, they do whatever it oh. takes to get up underneath your skin. So mm-hmm. now they they you're a former athlete. You want yeah, the smoke? Yeah. I'm gonna give you the smoke. So now you can't come over here contradicting because as an athlete, because remember we're talking from an athlete's perspective, not a fan perspective. And then and then you're also talking that about a country That's boy a from the south. Yes. So now yes. as a as a southern boy from the south, because I live here in Atlanta, you're not gonna disrespect me. Because I'm coming for everything, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah. you can't, and you and you and hear that in Kwame's response. No, no, no. I get it. See, me personally, me personally, I get all that. I get all the smoke. I'm at a point where I'm in. We're all at a point where I think that we're a little bit. We're, we're grown men now. I felt the situation could have been. I respect Kwame though. He's speaking his truth. I don't have no problem with that. He's speaking his truth. He's frustrated. He's tired of everybody talking about him. Me personally. Men that are, are that are at that age that made that that have that financial success need to handle it a better way because that don't show no example to young people. So now I can air my beef out on Twitter because I got a problem with you. That's that's not how you we handle shit, stuff as adults. If I got a problem with you, tall boy, I'm gonna call you. I'll be like, look, man, well, hey, I, I, I like you the first time. But Stephen A. Smith, but Stephen yeah. A. Smith, and if you saw the interview with Jenny Bus, I don't know if you saw that interview. But yeah, Matt Barnes up. made a very disrespectful comment saying that uh, Paul Gasol or Mark Gasol got traded for it was a one man trade. And then Jeannie Buss said it was Kwame Brown. And they said, no, it was a one man trade. So now you disrespected this man once again. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. now it's like you're disrespecting me and saying that I'm not even worth the mentioning of my name of what I worked hard for to become the number one pick. And now that you disrespected me, I'm going to tell you how I feel. Mm-hmm. Now, as an athlete, I got to come for you. Now, I don't care how yeah, you yeah. do it or whatever. Now, like I said, whether it comes to blows, because, you know, Southern boys are a little different from how y'all West Coast, you know, folks. Oh, look don't stereotype us. Look, we we from the we from the country way. too. Now we, we put these hands yeah, on you if we need to. So yeah, don't, yeah. Don't, don't just don't, don't, don't let's fool nobody. You know. <laughs> yeah, don't don't. You know, yeah, yeah, it's not trying to fool you, man. I'm just saying. Don't let the white hat fool you, brother. You know, we we got some things. 
watch the show and if yeah. you can bear through the cursing because the cursing <laughs> is how do I word this? The cursing is just an exu it's just releasing it's putting that extra oomph to whatever he's saying, you yeah, know, yeah, in yeah. The, in the African American community in the black allowing, allowing him to emote as as Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, like I said, I think you know, him speaking his truth, I get it. I understand it. Speak your truth. You got to. But That's the way you're going to keep it on. No, you got to go ahead. Here, here, here's the part that I don't like. You have the other sports reporters that we've all respected over the years, whether mm. it's Rob Parker, Stephen A. Smith, uh, Chris Boussard. They've all I've dogged never respected Stephen A. Smith. Mm. Oh, wow. Wow. No. Well, yeah. to, to, to my point, <laughs> to, to my point, they've, you know, it's like he's now telling you from a third person's perspective. Not just, you know, quite naturally, ESPN waters down, Spock Sports mm-hmm. waters down, you know, and they constantly just throw out the sound bites that mm-hmm. these sports reporters give you. And we take yep. it as the truth because they're giving it to you from an African-American perspective. Now you have a country boy who was saying, hey, I don't bother nobody. I've never been yep. in a locker room fight. I've never been in a bar fight. I've never mm-hmm. been arrested. I've never done anything bad. But you've talked about me enough that now I'm going to tell you how I feel. And the fact that you never came and picked up the phone and called this man and just tried to get his point of view. That is that is just disrespectful. That's that's BS. Now, I agree. I agree. I agree with you 100 percent. That's I don't want to say word. And and on top of that, you made money. You've made money and you made a name off of this man. So it's like. You've disrespected him. That's like me talking about James every day, talking about his new clothing line is 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 booty crap, blah, 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 taking money out of that man's pocket to where he can't feed his family. Mm-hmm. I'm this world-renowned sportscaster or tech expert, and I'm stopping this man from getting what, you know, he probably could get where he might have got an $80, $80 million deal now he may only get ten million. You just took money out of this yeah. man's pocket by talking yeah, bad yeah. about him. That's definitely going to be now, a problem. Yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah. a problem. Yeah, you can't yeah I, and I agree. I agree one hundred percent, Paul. I think that's they should have picked up the phone and hollered at him and talked to him. They should have. They should have been big enough to reach out to him because, like he said, he got a cell phone. I remember. I think one of his posts. He was like, "You could have reached out to me, and no yeah. one, and no one had. And now you want to reach out to me after the fact." And yeah. he's he said, "I'm not fine. He's not. He's not talking to them." I get that part. Um, I, I just, I, I just wish, man. I'm gonna be paralyzed. I'm just tired of our dirty laundry. Always out in the media. It's all that comes to African Americans, yeah. and but I, but I, but I, I can understand where Kwame's frustration is, and where he's like, you know, do it. And I'm, I'm glad he's starting to get his following. I hope he gets his own podcast because he's very entertaining and what he's saying. And he needs to tell this story. You need your podcast to tell it just like you do, and rival all the smoke. And do your thing and have your perspective because everybody needs to have that kind of story. I'm glad he's going to follow us. I'm glad he's starting. He's really he's trending on Twitter. I'm glad he's the people starting to go after him and speak his truth because it has failed. It's been the butt of people's jokes. There's many athletes in other sports to be able to put, and their story has never been told. People don't like to hear that because they don't like to hear them come at them. Kwame's opening a whole another lane for himself, I believe. So well, that good old country yeah, boy, I know he. Wants to vote for that. 
I think he's going to have, have another lane, another entertainment and revenue stream for himself, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I, so let me let me interject on this, and, and I'm going to say something about what happened as well today, because I, I, I missed that part today. I was doing some, a couple other things. But uh, first and foremost, let me shout out to my man JP High Tech in the building. That's a good man right there. If y'all not following his channel, he's a good man. Uh, now Jamel Hill, though, is getting involved with this, right? Mm. And see, she, she should have just got, I mean, she should have just sat down. And and not getting in, getting getting involved with this because because she was already no longer with ESPN. Now she doing her podcast, doing whatever she doing. But now she didn't she didn't she didn't lit the flame under Kwame as well. So now we got Matt Barnes. You got you got Stephen Jackson. You got Jamel Hill. You got the Breakfast Club. You got all this negative connotation and all this comment happening around this man who needs to be respected as a not just as an athlete but as a man as well. So I, I want to put that com- commentary in as well. This, as Martella said, I think it's going to be an excellent opportunity for him to come out and actually now start telling his story. Because to be honest with you. Before this week, there were a lot of sports fans, NBA fans, who forgotten about Kwame, who didn't realize who he was, what he did, and, and, and more importantly, what he's still doing now. It's not like the man is sitting around broke. The man has got some coins. He's doing his thing. He's running mm-hmm. successful businesses, plural. But so there's, there's, I'm trying to find a positive to this entire thing that where hopefully he will step above because he didn't already told uh, Danny. Um, he didn't already told uh, Matt Barnes, I ain't fighting you, man. That's stupid. Right, so he's not going to step in the ring and try, and try to do something like a a Mayweather fighting the Logan boys. That that that's just a circus act. So, mm-hmm. hopefully, the silver lining in this is now folks are starting to see who Kwame was. He's never going to get back in the league again, of course. Not he may go play with Ice Cube's league, or he may go do the uh, he may go do something else. But <laughs> the fact that his story, I think, is going to get told, hopefully, by him as opposed to all these folks that are chiming in, trying to get views, trying to get. Uh, likes and trying to get all that other stuff. We're not doing that. We're just telling. We're telling the story how uh, it truly is. And glad you came on, Tall Boy, to actually give it that whole different perspective. Because we, me and Montella, coming at it from the fans' perspective, but you're coming from someone who was in the locker room, and and who you know who, who knows about what it feels like to be on a, on an NBA on a on an amateur or professional basketball squad. So. That's the conversation that I'm glad that we're we're having because it shines the other light besides just. Man, everyone's dissing Kwame. He was busting the NBA. Michael Jordan didn't like him. He was weak. Wow, wow, you know, all that, blah, blah. But there's a whole nother aspect of that that I think is positive for this man. Will it turn out to be all right for him? I don't know. Here, here's my problem. And, and it's sad, but it's true. And we have to bring light to this. Mm. When you talk about people like Kwame Brown, who was a strong black man, you talk about uh, Colin Kaepernick, that's a strong black man. Mm. They tend to silence those type of people. Um, those type of mm-hmm. av- when you have a voice and you say this is what's good for me or my family or for my people, they don't want that on TV. They don't want you to speak your truth. They want you to just collect collect your check. They don't want the Muhammad Ali's on TV. And Kwame Brown has now, I don't even listen to the content. My thing is go to YouTube, go to Instagram and read the comments. And what you see is strong African-American males speaking their truths and saying, you know what? This man has something to say. I never heard this man speak before, but he is telling the truth. Whether it's Becky with the good hair, the gangster activist, because you're right. 
about Steve is acting like a gangster on one side, but then the other. He was all with the Black Lives Matter, but then the next thing you know, you look up and you see, you know, he's over here in the club with guns. So which one are you? You know, but they don't want a guy like Muhammad Ali, a Colin Kaepernick, um, or a um, uh, a Kwame Brown on television because that now you're scaring, you know, the the masses, shall we say, to say that this is a strong black male. Nothing against Michael Jordan, nothing against Kobe Bryant, uh, rest in peace, nothing against any other great that may have played the game. But did they really step up and speak out on social issues? You see LeBron doing it, but yep. you don't and see Michael Jordan. But you don't see nope. you, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan has has uh, invested in prisons, but they don't talk about that, you know. Mm-hmm. So yep. when you have a guy like no. this who is speaking his truth, they don't want that on TV. And so when you go back and read those comments, he can say what he wants to say on YouTube. And he's not, and he can be unapologetic. He can say it the way he want to say it. I mean, I didn't even know the stuff that was going on with the breakfast club. And when I saw what was happening and you started researching the story, it's like, Oh my God, but this is what we idolize. And this is what we look up to. And if you don't know what happened, Charlemagne, the God who owns the podcast um, mm-hmm. that um, the black effect, I think that's what it's called. Um, he spoke out on Kwame Brown and told the narrative. Well, Kwame re- responded back and said, hold up. You're the same guy that threw a party and this 15 year old girl got caught up in something that you were involved in. And basically no one never canceled you. So basically, we're going to put you as the face of the African-American community. When you think about the Breakfast Club, people, and I respect Charlemagne. I really do. But I still think that, hey, if you really did this, then you probably should not be be the face that is, you know, talking to our youth. You should not be that guy. That's just my opinion. So I, I, I think. Kwame Brown right now, and I think what you're saying, tall boy, they don't like strong black men that are unfiltered. And right now, Kwame Brown is being very unfiltered and very transparent in his truth and what he knows and what he's seeing. And he's he's going right now. He's at the point I'm gonna air all the laundry. Y'all been talking about me for so long, and been I've been the butt of everybody's jokes right for so long. Know. Right now, I'm 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 gonna tell everybody. I'm gonna tell y'all business now. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna show you how it feels to be on the other end of that stick. Um, and I, and I, like I said, I applaud him for speaking his truth. I really do. Uh, we all wish it could have been held in a different manner. But hey, you know what? I hope Kwame Brown has found another lane, another lane for him to be able to do something different. Now, the difference between now you talked about basketball, and football. See, in football, if you say something about me, I'm gonna get you on the field. We got 60 minutes, and I'm gonna target, you, I'm gonna target your ass, and I'm gonna find you, and I'm gonna pop you and knock you in your mouth. Well, basketball, y'all a little bit different. Y'all, 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 y'all on the court talking about everybody's doing. Y'all, y'all can't react the way we do. <laughs> so that's the difference. But we can get ours out right there. There's so, a difference uh, between a hard what? foul and 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 you know just, just clopping somebody on on <laughs> watching yeah. a blind side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let, me, yeah. let me rock him real quick. But uh, uh man, I, I think uh, man, like I said, Kwame Brown, he's trending. I think he's gonna continue to trend. I think he's gonna continue to speak the truth. I think he's gonna continue to expose guys you want. Uh, that people don't want to hear. I'm Michael, like you said, Michael Jordan, 
all those guys like that that we feel um, doing more in our communities and doing want, and, and do more and have more of an outspoken voice. They don't. I hope Kwame Brown kind of gets up in another lane. Um, he's different than Colin Kaepernick. You know, Colin Kaepernick's more uh, doing different things. But I, I want Kwame Brown to be able to find that lane. He should have his all smoke too. I'm talking all smoke too. Let let his podcast be able to blow up and tell his truth and be able to talk about things as well because the brother has an audience. I tell you what, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tweet Kwame after the show, see if he wants to come <laughs> hang out with Team No Sleep. Uh, man, we, 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 social impact is sport, <laughs> folks. Y'all thought, for him. I mean, we, we I ain't talked about one I, score yet. We talking about social I, impact. I, think, for I think we all have had our share of jokes or laughs, but, you know, for me as a big man, and Kwame was a big man, mm-hmm. you know, I used to get picked on a lot as well. And, you know, I... I, and I'm going to say this on y'all's show. I used to be called the seven foot nice guy. And that's probably one of the most disrespectful things that you can ever call a big man, you know, but then, you know, when I got mad, it was like that nice guy was not in me no more. And now it's, I'm trying to go for your head. You know, mm-hmm. the only bad thing is my teammates, you know, were coming at me. So you have to have thick skin. You're trying to play to get more money, to get a better opportunity mm-hmm. to take care of your family. And when you have your teammates clowning you, joking you, but these are supposed to be your brothers. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. that, that's, that's, that's rough. And so. Yeah, and we got, and we got to remember Kwame was what, 19, right? I mean, he got drafted to the high school. Yeah. He was only 19, yeah, the young man. Kid. So you got to, you got to think this, he's been going through. So I think he was in the league for like seven years, but you got to think how's no, a 19 yeah. year old man or Huh? 12, oh, 12 years. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, he's in there. He's in there. So, so let's, let's, you're 18 years old. You drafted by Michael Jordan. You're under the scrutiny of Michael Jordan, which we already know is high as hell. And he's been enduring this for not only 12 years while he's in the league, but another, you know, several years after the league. Yeah. He's still getting, you know, it's all. So, man, if you talk about me for 20 years, brother, man, we, we got a, I, I hear him. I, we yeah. got a problem. Yeah, you're going to be tired. We of have that. a problem. <laughs> After, after a while, yeah, there's only I'm so gonna, much that anyone can take of yeah, just the, the, the yeah. negative getting punched and, and poked and prodded yeah, at. Yeah. Uh, I am, and, and now, now that you put it that way, Tom, you're right. I am coming after you in every which way you can. If you talked about me for the last 20 years, I am coming after you. All, all gloves off, all everything <laughs> aside, I am coming after you, and I can care less what anybody else thinks about it. So no. I can see his frustration on what he's doing. But like I said, I wish our, our, our dirty laundry wasn't aired out in the media so much, man. It kind of just brings a negative, another kind of a negative stain sometimes uh, with all the cursing he's doing, if he can handle a little bit. But, you know, the ne- that negative connotation. But, uh, and, 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 and that's yeah, the language yeah. that we speak. And when you speak that language, unfortunately, other cultures and races, they do not understand that that curse word has some power to, you know, mm-hmm. when your mama said, I'm going to whoop your you, yeah. Not, you know, <laughs> when they when they hit that button, that curse beat button, you know, it, it it had some meaning to it. But if you told the, you know, if you tell your kids, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a whooping. Okay, but if you tell them I'm gonna whoop your, <laughs> you know, you listen, you listen, and you feel it. So mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I don't know if a podcast is necessarily for. Kwame, because I, I mean, I, I don't really want to see him go down that road, me personally, but I mm-hmm. do think some type of sketch show or, you know, something along that those lines or, you know, I don't know if media is something that he wants to do. Because 
like I said, he's over here buying property. You yeah. know, he, yeah, he's doing fun. He's building, he's right. building his community yeah. up. I mean, he's doing yep. stuff for kids. I mean, and this is, and he's giving it to you from a real man perspective. I mean, I don't know mm-hmm. if your fathers were in your lives, but how many single mothers wish that they had their father, I mean, had the male that they had their conceived their child with, had a man in their life to, you know, give them real world advice and say, hey, it's hard mm-hmm. out here, but you know what? We're going to mow these yards. We're going to wash these cars. You know, we're mm-hmm. going to get out here and, and grind this thing out because this is what we do with men. And I think yep. that's what Kwame is trying to do here in Georgia. Um, he is a country boy. And, uh, you know, country boys just think a little different, you know. So I'm a city kid, but I'm in the South. So, I mean, but yeah. the country boys are, are, a little, are a little different. So uh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, I I'm, I'm, I, I, before I wrap up, though, the one thing I do, if his, if his, if his story is background, I only heard Charlemagne's. I need to research. I know really about his background, about his brothers. and his, and his, That's true. We should be celebrating that brother because he's overcome some odds in his yeah. life situation. Oh, it's more low. Man, story. If, if it's all true, what, what they said about his background and his family, and yeah. I wish people would kind of look it up now that it's all the way out there. If you look at his background, we should be celebrating the things he accomplished just to be able to play only number one, just to be able to get to the NBA because he, his family has went through some real trials and tribulations. And it's amazing how he didn't get caught up in that same situation. Yep, yep. I'm my mama's son. That's all I'm going to say. I'm my mama's son. So, <laughs> there you go. Hey. Like you said, Montel, uh, yeah. in real talk, think about it. The, most people that play in the NBA only last two or three years. They're yep. broke probably mm-hmm. five, six years after. Mm-hmm. This man still has money and mm-hmm. he's still doing things that it wasn't about being the number one pick and being a superstar and being in the Hall of Fame. He's the, mm-hmm. in the Hall of Fame of life, and yep. it's he's not in jail. Okay. Okay. He's not arrested. You know, he's being a positive influence to the community. You know, and mm-hmm. he's living his best life. To you know, he's the, he's not even thirty five years old, and he's a millionaire. How many thirty five? Many times over. Not, yeah. yeah. So I mean, so if he has not been successful. So this is one time for the big men, you know. <laughs> my thing is don't 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 put Kwame. I swear, don't put Kwame's name in your mouth if you ain't called him. Yeah, he ain't ready. Put some respect on it, right? <laughs> Barnes was, Matt Barnes was not said. ready. Matt Barnes was not ready for for that conversation. No, hey, he was not ready. So please bro, can go you... back and do your research on that. But I I had to mess yeah. with y'all because no y'all bro. say y'all team no sleep. So I'm wondering why y'all sleeping on this not being the top story. Because I was like, yo, something's wrong with this. Well, I, I'll tell I'll tell, tell you why. I went. Well, I tell, I'll give you my excuse. Look, I, I've spent uh, the last two hours hooking up this this new Samsung 49 that I'm looking at. And let me tell you something. This is what I'm, what I've been focusing on. I have not had the opportunity to actually do all the research, so I have been negligent in in my duties from that perspective. But shouts out to this Samsung Forty Nine I'm looking at, though. Uh, we'll talk about that on the lab next week. We got a lot of basketball stories. You got time? You want to hang out with us? You are definitely welcome I to got, continue. I got time. You, ain't, you, you ain't doing nothing but uh, drinking Minute Maid and, and, and eating crab legs. Well, I actually so. I switched over to apple juice today. It's, 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 <laughs> it's the Kroger brand uh, apple juice. So I'm not even on the Minute Maid today. 
Don't worry about it. It's all right. Uh, keeping with the basketball. Hey, folks, I hope that that discussion was in line with what you were expecting. Again, we don't talk about sports and scores a lot of time. We talk about that social impact. So getting behind the scenes, it gets a little warm sometimes. I love having the, the different perspectives. Please chime in with your questions and your commentary hopefully you don't agree with us i would love to have folks that will chime in in the comments and say they don't agree with us um montel i know you got some um some, some new revenue streams coming in but so one of them checks you're gonna have to use is gonna have to go to some new internet service brother because you you, <laughs> you you you're not it's bad. you know what it is you know what it is y'all clowning i got one two three four five seven people on my internet service with my oh, yeah. kids just say laptops every day. And then I got all the cell phones and all that. So, man, I got the maximum bandwidth. It's, it's frontier, oh, brother, man. I can't do nothing for I see them right there behind right. you, too. You know, you, you got kids on PlayStations, Nintendo Switches. Uh, yeah, man. You, you just you go, need a better mic. That's all. You just need a better mic. We go, oh, hopefully it's just a mic. I got, a, I got a mic I can send to you. To next week, I can send you a mic. I got one. Right um, here. I'm, I'm, I'm get you my address. We good. Cool. I, <laughs> Montel, Montel, I've been waiting on that. I, look, I've been waiting on my iPhone for a minute. You know, so don't be expecting it to come no time soon. He he gonna show it to you on the screen. Yeah, I'll and send you the mic Montel. and the, mic and the mixer right there. I was supposed to do a review for it, and they mad at me. They actually paid me for it, and I didn't do it. But uh, I'll, I'll ship it to you. Yeah, don't trip. All right, all right. We, we, I'm gonna see what's up, to account, to Tall Boy. See if you go get get it to me right away. As soon as I get your address, I'm texting the address as we speak right now. So go go with the conversation. <laughs> I, I love it. I love. It. We gonna keep talking about basketball. So check it out. Last night was uh, a critical game. It really was a critical game from an NBA perspective. We we gonna get some more emotions riled up here right now. Um, the Warriors. I who would I talk to? I talked to you, Corey, and I said, you know, you asked me who who I had in the game. I said, you know, Golden State was going to do it, irregardless of LeBron out there doing whatever he was doing before an hour before the game. I said, yeah, Golden State got it. But sure enough, the man got what? the the man got the flop. No, he got the flopping. He got to doing what he do. Uh, it was a great game. It, it, when when you put. The superstars Did on the court. He was flopping. But there was a couple. There was a couple of little questionable moves on your boy James. You know, great man, great player. But there was there, there was there was a couple of questionable plays. But I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave it at that. Let, let me finish with the dialogue, and then you can come in with the ad lib. Having both of those teams on there, having to go down to the last minute, I could have sworn it was going to go to overtime, but Curry didn't get a chance to get that last shot off. LeBron did make a three pointer from damn near half court with people in his face and, you know, counted it down to, to Steph. And it, it was, it was pretty sweet. It was pretty nice, but that was a really good game to, to, to identify dominance in the West. So the Lakers are in Golden State still got to try, try one more game. They got to go out there and I think they got to play Ja. They got to play Ja Morant and, and, and the Grizzlies out there. Right. So they, they still got to keep trying for that eighth seed, but Talk to us about your feelings on that game between the Warriors and and the Lakers, man. That that was just that was incredible for it to go down to the last moments. I was at the gym and we were standing in front of the monitors, laughing, laughing and screaming at it and everything. So talk to us. We'll let you go, Tall Boy. Well, one, it was good for the NBA. 
That's first yeah. and foremost. Yeah. Well, um, 103, I mean, 103 to 100. I mean, yeah, that type, you can't no, get closer than that. What I mean by that, they were trying to build the, the game up. Look at this. Look at Montel's face. They were trying to build the game up all morning from yeah. the news. Um, good, it was on Good Morning America. They had Sports Center analysts on Good Morning America trying to mm-hmm. talk mm-hmm. about the importance of what this meant for the game. I mean, it even got me to say, you know what, let me see what this game is all about, you know, because at first I was like, I don't care whoever makes it into the playoffs. But then I saw how the Clippers were, how they purposely lost their last two games of the season. So they did not have to go in the trajectory of the L.A. Lakers. So I said, well, let me just see what it's all about. First half, the Lakers came out really flat they weren't doing their thing i was very disappointed because i was like this is not competitive i actually dozed off um i told uh hit the spot 1006 that it doesn't really matter until the last three minutes of the game (laughs) sure enough i woke up and and it's in any no in all honesty if you watch any nba game the game is good i'm laughing at what she probably said to you when you said that be honest with you so it it doesn't get good the game doesn't really start until the last three minutes of any Mm -hmm. basketball game the last three minutes that's when the game counts because everything is critical you can't make mistakes and when you make those mistakes now you're starting to pay that price that's why i say the last three minutes of the game Mm -hmm. with that being said the last three minutes ad showed up because he really wasn't doing well you know that first half like i said i I missed the second and the third quarter and most of the fourth but that last three minutes you know draymond i'm glad they didn't i'm glad they allowed that play to go as a regular foul as opposed to Mm -hmm. Uh, yep. A flagrant or a technical because that's the one on playoff. LeBron. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's playoff basketball. I mean, you're going to get poked in the eye. I mean, it reminded it reminded me a little bit about the Detroit Pistons, Bad mm-hmm. Boy, Chicago mm-hmm. Bulls yep. era. It was like, hey, let them play. That's what you want. This is and Draymond has always been that that physical. Right? He'll he'll kick you too. You know, Draymond come with them high knees and he'll get he'll get to kicking you. So you got to watch out for him sometimes. For you to say that. <laughs> LeBron was flopping. No, I, I don't see the flop. I mean, I, I don't see what, what you're seeing. I mean, he puts his head down. He goes to the basket. If, a foul is a foul. Let's just call he, it what he's it is. very, I mean, and, and you know, he is very dramatic. Guy, he's very dramatic. Guy. Right. Biggest and strongest guy on the team. He he, he sure does not absorb a lot of content. LeBron because he knows how to play the game. No, look, I love. I'm, I'm a, I'm a no, no, James no, no, LeBron no, no, James no, no. fan. You're missing what I'm saying. No, okay. no, no, you're missing what I'm saying. He knows how to play the game. It's like James Harden. He knows uh, how to play the game. If he kicks his leg out, it's a foul. He yeah, learned yeah. how to play the game. Now, was the shot lucky or was it, you know, uh, a great shot? It was a great shot. I mean, you know, all NBA players are shooting from the logo. They're all shooting from the half court line. That's what they do in in 2021. It's not like, you know, when you do warm-ups and, mm-hmm. you know, you laying the ball up. No, they're shooting threes. That's mm-hmm. what they do. Now, I don't expect LeBron to make those type of shots, but he did it against um, um, the New Orleans Pelicans when Zion, Zion was on. Year, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Zion had did a monster dunk, and LeBron came down on the very next play last year, and he whopped him from the half-court line. So it's not like he never did it before. So 
it was a good shot. And it was a great shot. Jim, Look, it was a great for, for Jim, It was an <laughs> awesome shot. Let's not I mean, because the average person couldn't even make that shot if they gave you a hundred tries. You probably couldn't even reach that far. I'm, I'm zooming in on it again, right? I mean, look, you know, yeah, now, he has a size. He, he has a size difference on Curry, but but that's a no, there ain't no size difference. What shocked me was the look on Curry's face after he made the shot. That was the that was the hilarious. You part lucky because mother. Like, <laughs> because no, no, no. What I that's saw what he was, was yeah. What I what I saw was this is the the look that Curry had on LeBron was the same look was the same look that everybody has on him when he makes those crazy mm-hmm. shots that he makes mm-hmm. and now mm-hmm. you getting a dose of your own medicine now the fact mm-hmm. that they were able to hold them to not allow them to score to, or even get attempt a shot that was more impressive than the shot to be honest with you yeah there's two seconds yeah, left basketball. to go. How many times have we seen the, the post that comes on Instagram or comes on YouTube? Who would you rather have take the last shot? LeBron, Damian Lillard, Stephen Curry. Ooh. Everybody says Steph. Everybody says Steph. And they LeBron got the last shot for the Lakers. Steph had a shot. He didn't even get a chance to gather it. So now That's, that was the hard part, right? He didn't get a clean handle on that last shot. Now, if he had at least gotten that shot, I, I would have loved to see it go to overtime because I love the story. I, I love everything about the story of the game. Storyline was great. Yeah, but, but they should have deferred. They should have used Curry as a decoy and let that boy Tusano or let Wiggins, who was having a monster uh-huh. game. Uh-huh. I mean, you should have let one of them take the shot and you be in the de- decoy, but it's the NBA. Yeah, it's, it's the storyline. Yeah, you have to let Curry take the last shot. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. That's just my thought process. I'm I'm done. I, I'm done with my Stephen A. Oh. Uh, rant <laughs> and I'm going to let Montel just do what he <laughs> Your turn. Man, I'm a Laker hater. Bring it, brother. God dog it. Bring it. <laughs> this is me. I, I'm not a fan of the Lakers. I'm not. I, I don't like LeBron because he's on the Lakers, but the shot was great, man. You can't, you can't, you can't doubt greatness. I mean, caught the ball, threw it up, made it. Great shot. But I, but my tell of the story was this: is what I watched the whole game. This man got his saw, finger up too while he drinking his apple juice. I'm just, you know, he, he oh yeah, highfalutin <laughs> boy, highfalutin. My 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 take of the game is I thought I thought that you know uh, LeBron won the game, but I thought Steph Curry was the best player on the floor last night. Oh yeah. My no, I thought he, no, he, he, no. Yeah, he, 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 I mean, are we looking at talent on the both sides of the, of the, of, 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 uh, of both teams? Lakers obviously has a lot more talent than them. I think that, uh, is, is playing on a lot of wheel. Uh, um, Wiggins is developed, is, has developed over the, over the years being a good player. Yeah. Draymond is still inconsistent. You know, he's not an offensive threat. He's definitely a defensive threat and he rebounds, but he's not an offensive threat anymore. So basically playing five or four when it comes to offensive, who's going to score. And Steph has been picking up that pace, big time. And Tallboy shaking his head at me. Raymond does the stats; he does the story. He gets, he, he's not a, he's not a scorer, but I believe I think you know Steph again with that performance emerged himself again as the MVP. Um, I think I hope he gets over the hump with with uh, with the Grizzlies, but that's not going to be an easy task. They're bigger front; it's going to be real hard for him to get over it uh, with John and him. But man, I mean, like me, like me. I'm never gonna say nothing positive about the Lakers, except that I'll give them their props when they make shots and do a lot of stuff, and they do cool. But I'm just not a I'm not a Laker fan. I think uh um 
LeBron does his thing. He's great. AD is the, the heart and soul, I think, of that team. Is Wherever AD, where AD goes, that's where they go. Where AD plays great. I think from a future Lakers, perspective, yeah, right? It's, it, it's Lakers the, unstoppable. Yeah. That's me. AD plays great. Lakers unstoppable. Because LeBron is – he's a GOAT. Don't get me wrong. He's one of the greatest of all time. He's a great, And he's definitely a great complimentary person when somebody else is taking that, that shine. When there's another star on the team that could take that shine a little bit from – He's now unstoppable. He's that great option, that great option when he could do that because he can facilitate the game in any way. Yeah, as a point guard, a power forward, um, and he can score on it on the best of them. So I mean, Lakers is great. Don't get me wrong. Don't like them, hate them. I hope to get swept in four by Phoenix. I mean, I haven't, but I'm wishing for that. That shot made me sick last night because I wanted to was I wanted the Warriors to win so much. So. Right. Move on to the next story. I don't even want to talk about it. Because I, I wanted to text you when, when I was in the gym. I, 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 did I text you or something? I wanted to reach out and say, oh, this is going yeah, to be a conversation. But speaking of that, right, because we just touched on it, Steph is you know one of the three finalists for the MVP. Look, Jokic uh, and Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid I, don't, I don't think it's going to be too hard of a decision to, to, to go ahead and give Steph, that trophy this this season. Uh, all, all the all yeah, the players. You, know, you got you are not a basketball guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm not right. I, again, I'm 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 so I'm I'm the the boring sport that neither of you I like. Really I'm a baseball guy. To Montel, go ahead. Go ahead. But I'm going. Go ahead. Uh, but but I want to I want to solve this right now. The MVP is going to go to Jokic, and I say that because Jokic has been consistent. Y'all all heard year. it right here, folks. Uh, Tall boy says the MVP for the current season. It's going to go to the Joker. And I'm, going to use, oh, yeah, I'm going to use that as a chapter marker on YouTube. Go ahead, and go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And, 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 number, and number two, the game, the, the way the NBA is trying to make the game, they're trying to make it an international game. And with them making it an international game, you've already had Giannis as back-to-back MVP, yeah. Yeah. and then now you're going to make Jokic the third international player. I mean, well, he'll be the next it's going to continue to expand the game. So remember, the NBA is entertaining for us, but yeah. don't forget the dollars and the cents that goes mm. with the NBA. So wow. because he had an awesome season or an awesome playoff last year, and not remember, the you make the all-star game based off of the way you played in the playoffs. You mm-hmm. make your MVP case based off of how you make it in the conference finals or in the finals. And the way the Joker played in that bubble last year and that he continued, that's what's going to allow him wow. to go over from, from – remember, it's a business. It's, 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 a, it's a numbers game. It's not about the fans – Yes, Steph has played miraculous. You know, he played in Boston and had that had that unbelievable game against Boston. Yes, he and they lost, I think. Um, yes, he and Bradley Beal were going at it for the leading mm-hmm. score. Yes, he mm-hmm. razzled and dazzles, and the kids love him. But at the end of the game, it's we're talking global and Joker. Okay. I- I, I, I feel you. I feel you on that. I feel you, you on that. that. And you and, you and, threw and that I, out there. You threw that out there. And I'm a and I'm a, and I'm a joke and I'm a Joker fan. I think Joker is maybe two months ago was well in far best was in front of everybody for the MVP. I think the the run as a player, at least an international star in the basketball court. Mm. Um, he's just made so much volumes and he's getting so much support from other players saying he's playing at that MVP level. 
that he's going to get it. Even, I mean, even LeBron gave his endorsement, says Steph's been he's been the MVP. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been the MVP. He's been playing like the MVP. So when LeBron gives that endorsement, somebody's going to be the MVP. The lead usually follows suit. So um, okay. I like I, I like Jokic. I like Jokic. I think he's I think the oh, dude is a ball. I think he's going to make. Steph, I think Steph has a Steph Steph has Steph has, Steph has uh, the sell power. Like he can sell. Like he can sell the shoes. Mm-hmm. He can put people in the seats. Joker can't put people in the seats the way Steph can. But yes, when you're talking correct. about that international money, eh, I'm sorry, so, man. So we go, we go, we go, we go. Domestic versus international. Who's going to get this? <laughs> Who had the MVP last year? Who had the MVP the last two years? And remember, That's true. China. Remember, China had the situation with Mr. Maori. I think Dale Maori from the Houston Rockets. So a lot of that funding went out the door when mm-hmm. he made those comments, and yeah. you know because of. The cap and the, the pandemic. I think that you know the NBA is looking at that international money, and wouldn't it be great to be able to have another international star become the MVP? That's all I'm saying. That's well, true. you, you, you true. fell you fell right into our next story because you know you know what, what about just someone local giving out some money and, and and helping helping people? You know, the Steph and Aisha Curry, they doing things big things with their foundation. They're taking care of kids and the local. Uh, o- Oakland area. I, th- I think uh, Montel, you said they were had something specifically going on with uh, girls. Yeah, yeah. They, they donating. Uh, they're also donating another nine million to uh, women, women, women small businesses initiative. I believe yeah. him and Aisha Curry. Uh, that was just announced like a, I think a couple of days ago. I saw it on LinkedIn. So I'm glad he's he's doing the things yeah. like we said. He's definitely, you know, entrenched himself in Oakland and 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 giving back to the kids the right way, man. We don't need no more. We don't need no more gyms. We don't need all that. Let's let's they have them helping them open the businesses and doing all that stuff in Oakland. And I mean, the way Oakland is becoming gentrified right now, and the way it's yeah. uh, definitely prosper uh, in the hot a hot base in the Bay Area for people to move and live and and grow and all those good things. It's good to see his brother and his wife doing some major things in that community. So, you know, always salute. Tall boy, there you know. we go. We we got some local folks giving some some money to to the local community. That doesn't that this count. Is not but but then that, 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 that I'm I'm really just I'm poking at you, and you know I am. I'm just, I'm just poking. Not at you. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and I say that, and I guess this is the Kwame Brown in me. You know, um, just being politically correct. This is not news, and it's you are blessed with the talent to do something. Uh, they pay you millions of dollars to do it. You create a foundation and you give back food or meals. The churches are already doing this. The small business initiatives, you have the money to be able to empower people. So this is what Mm -hmm. your give back to the community is supposed to already be about anyway. So whether you do it publicly or you do it privately, there's a lot of NBA players that give back and they don't want the recognition and there's a lot of NBA players that say my foundation and it's a tax write-off for the money that they make. To me, this is what you're supposed to do. We're all supposed to find some, a way to, to lift somebody. But we just, we just, my question is, though, we just talked about the greatest player in the world or supposed the greatest player on Michael Jordan, who we do not see do any of those these types of things. Or we haven't seen him do any types of things. And maybe he does it on the under, or we don't know anything about. But we do so know Michael Jordan, so he, Michael Jordan doesn't he even though we t- I talk bad about him and said that he invests in prisons, 
but he invests in hospitals. And so he made an initiative where he helped build a, a new hospital out there in the Charlotte area or something like that. So, I mean, it was quiet as kept. It was, I mean, there was a few media members out there, but it didn't take the national scale like what you just posted here. Mm -hmm. I just did, and this is this has nothing to do with sports, but yeah. three weeks ago, a month ago, I got a phone call because uh, um, there's a very uh, historical person here in the Atlanta area where she was donating $5,000 to a church and she was going to be giving back to uh, a, a very popular church out here in the Atlanta area, and I was asked to come out and cover it. I was like, all right, cool. You know, I'll come out. I didn't mm -hmm. want to because I didn't think that it was news. Mm -hmm. But what I saw, and this, like I said, this is it's similar to what we're seeing here, but it has nothing to do with sports. But what I saw was you're giving back. You gave the church $5,000 to contribute to the meals. Now, no disrespect to what she was doing because I don't have $5,000 to give. But mm -hmm. she said, "Hey, I'm giving five thousand dollars to help the community. To help the community, excuse me." Um, and they tried to make this a big hoopla story. No different from this story here. Mm. I mean, there's mm -hmm. no different if you that same five thousand dollars, that same how much was that? Sixteen million. Ten million, no, ten no, million no, no. How for Michael Jordan. How, how oh, 16, 16 million meals or something. 16, it was sixteen million, 16 million meals. Sixteen million meals is no different from you or James giving a homeless person five or ten dollars, you know, or two dollars that's coming off the freeway to help a homeless. That's your give back. Just because they're a celebrity and they get it put on the news or they get it put on the internet. Oh, this is a great feel good story that they're really in the community. That's awesome. I expect you to do that. You're an athlete. That's mm -hmm. no different from you taking time to talk to a kid that's in the nosebleeds that saved up his money to come to see you play. Um, that's that's what right. you're supposed to do. So for you to put that story up to me, that's not news to me. Now, like I said, I'm not trying to, you know, to be, I, I'm just telling you from a third, per, you know, from an athlete perspective, you know, I, we were, Super Bowl was here two years ago here in Atlanta. And I had media credentials to be down on the field of the Celebrity Sweat flag football game. And what I saw, and this is just me, what I saw was all the white kids with their dads or with their moms or with, you know, whoever that was part of the brand endorsements for the game, right? Mm -hmm. They're down on the field and all the white kids get to be next to Michael Vick and Silento and all uh, Quavo from, um, can't think of the rap. Migos. 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 Yeah. They're all down on the field. And I'm just thinking to myself, I got this extra media pass. I just randomly walked around the stadium and I found one kid and his father. And I said, excuse me, sir. I said, I don't know you. I'm not trying to be funny, but I would like to invite your son down on the field with me because what I see is I see, you know, you bringing your kid out to this game. Mm -hmm. And I think it would be pretty cool for him to have an experience, an on the field experience. Kids mm -hmm. eyes lit up. He didn't know me from a can of paint. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I brought him down on the field and he got pictures with Michael Vick, Quavo, um, one of the ladies from the real housewives of Atlanta, Phaedra parks. 
I mean, he, I had him doing interviews with Brian Jordan of the Atlanta Falcons and Braves, the dual sport player. Mm-hmm. I had him out there really enjoying himself. And that was just me. That was my give back, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So that didn't make the news. Who cares? You know? So, <laughs> so when I see. Hey, but, this, that, but you know what? That's important though. You, I, I mean, that's important, man, that, that you do care. And I understand what you're saying. It's, it's not news, but I think it is because it sheds a, a positive light. That's what I, I like about it because it's so, like, not like whether not I'm like saying whether you're, not, whether you're supposed to do it or not. I think it's good sometimes to shine a little bit on that on that light. Uh, I think it's a good thing. I don't think it's necessarily bad. I mean, I'd be boring to some further dimension. All I'm saying is they're already in a position to where they're already comfortable. That 16 million meals was nothing to them. That yeah, that helping small businesses. That was nothing to them because all they did was reach out to some of their sponsors or to some of their partners and say, hey, I'm willing to do this. Will you be willing to open the opportunity or will you be willing to match dollar for dollar for whatever we put? And then they use it to their nonprofit and then they use it as a tax write off. That's what you're supposed to do. And now you're giving another person a leg up. And it helps the people with PPP loans or struggling to get an EIDL loan. You're helping them still be successful trying to, you know, live the American dream. You're an athlete. You make millions of dollars. That's what you're supposed to do, whether you want to do it or not. That's just my opinion. Bring it, brother. Bring it. Yeah, there you go. I love it. I love it. We talking about it tonight. Appreciate, man. Appreciate y'all. You wasn't ready for this. I'm sorry. Team No, no Sleep wasn't ready for this. No, no, so no it's you, all good. You, you it's all good. Have to, you, you so, have Kwame Brown for this. No, Corey, you got you got to remember. Talk, you got to remember that, and you you know how I do. I I I'm literally poking at the scab and pulling the bandaid off with throwing these questions and comments out, hoping to get a reaction like that because that conversation needs to happen, irregardless of if. Either one of us agree with it or disagree with it. I just love having that conversation. A lot of times I am expecting someone to go off like that. I'm, I'm just, again, in the back of the room heckling and instigating, hoping that we do have that conversation. Because I can guarantee you there are folks in the comments, folks that are watching, or folks on the, on the replay that wanted to say the same thing or wanted to ask the same thing. But to have three astute brothers on, on the screen right here talking about the social impact of sports. We haven't talked about one score yet. We, 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 well, we talked about 103 <laughs> to 100, but you know, right. We, we've yeah. talked about everything around that, how it's affecting community, how it's affecting society, how it's affecting culture, how it's affecting all, all uh, finance, uh, donation, foundations, all that stuff yet. Ain't said two things about a trophy, a score, Playoff standings. We ain't said nothing about your boy Tebow out there playing tight end. Right? We, we could have. We 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 we've already drilled that one into the ground. But we, <laughs> so so no man. Never never apologize. Right. That's that's what the, our, this this show is a little bit different than than the lab. Right. The lab we kind of stick to the script, but this one we we like to fly off of the off the rails just a little bit. So you are you are welcome to go off on your tangent and drink your apple juice. <laughs> I'm in the mood today, brother. I don't, I don't even know what that was, but okay. Me either. Uh, me either. I'm, I'm, hey, shout, shout, shout to you, boy. Uh, what? Uh, drinking. Drinking just, that just, just leave me yeah. alone. Leave me be. We're going we gonna to close out one more story. We're going to go back to basketball. We're going to give a shout out and recognition to some folks that are going back 
to the enshrinement. We we got uh, we got some names for 2021 that were announced that uh, I didn't think was going to make it. I didn't I didn't think your boy Weber was going to make it. But you know what? After hearing so t- t- talking about the 2021 Hall of Fame inductees being announced, Paul Pierce, Chris Bosh, and Chris Weber leading that that class. Um, after hearing Jalen Rose and talk to Chris Weber on on screen, I think it was last night or the other night. I'm really happy that this is happening because Chris is doing. Chris Webber is doing some really good things with his life. He, he's had some things go go awry with him as well, like everyone has. You know, messing around, calling timeouts when he's not supposed to when he's on when, he, when he's on the on Boy, the field. But, <laughs> but 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 you know what? But he Wrong. has always been an entrepreneur at heart. When he was here with the Kings, he had all kinds of businesses going. He had all kinds of restaurants going. He had a lot of things going on, uh, really looking out for the community, and he's continuing to do that. His play has been his play was was uh, unquestionable. His play was great. Almost got us to where we needed to be. But them Lakers and Ori with that dagger. I won't bring that up because Montel gonna fall out his chair. But uh, shouts out to the class of twenty twenty one. Got some, got some winners going in. We got Rick Adelman going in there too, who was the coach of the Kings of that particular time when they had that great run. What do you guys think about? Next, next year's class going in from a Hall of Fame perspective and, and who, who we got on on the list. I'll let you start, Montel. Yeah. Uh, me, um, it's a great class. I mean, it's a good class. I'm not quite sure it's going to – it touches this year's class um, as far as, you know, basketball play. Paul Pierce was great. The truth, he did this thing in Boston. Had great cut short. Unfortunately, it was, you know, he had an ailment. Um, I believe mm-hmm. with his heart or something like that. So he had his element, so his career was cut short, but he was definitely an all-star level at that time when he's playing. And Chris Webber's the one, as far as basketball players being inducted, that did, did not win the championship. Yeah. But was always playing at a really high caliber. Uh, I don't even know. I mean, I'm not quite sure what the criteria is to become an NBA Hall of Famer. Um, is, you know, as far as what you play, what your averages. The num- numbers-wise, you know, they're there. They're okay. what it is. I mean, the standard seems to be in the NBA. Just, it's just I don't know what it is. Where you a superstar? Do you get in? You know, it, it seems like the criteria is not as is as difficult to get in the NBA Hall of Fame. I thought they would be a lot more stringent, um, and who they pick when they pick pick people to come and kind of go in. Uh, but I mean, it's a good class, man. I love. I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of all three three of them. Catch, man. Yeah, I'm a fan yeah. of Rick Adams. So, yeah. you know, more power to him. Let him go and get in and go. Tall boy, be more expert, man. I'm not a, I'm not the yeah. basketball dude. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm only speaking from fans. Fan commentary, so. commentary. Well, and you think about Bosch yeah, too, yeah. right? He's only won a couple of, uh, no, again, a classic dude who, like you said, had, had some, yeah. some, some health issues. He only won a couple of championships. I did not even realize that Bill Russell coached. I, I don't know why I, I didn't know that, but yeah, he, so he's, yeah. he's already in as a player, obviously, but now he's going in as a coach yeah. as well. So, so that's. I think he won one championship. He won one championship as a coach yeah. too, right? He won one in Boston as a coach, I believe. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, man. I mean, the class is it's dope. I mean, it's a it's a, it's a good class, but Yolanda like I said, I can only speak from, from yeah. a fan standpoint. I can speak from fans. Tall, tall boy, you comment, man. I like I said. What's on your uh, mind? That's my take on. What's on your mind, brother? Well, you can't discredit Paul Pierce with Boston because I mean they call him the truth for the reason. Yep. I was never yep. a big Boston fan. Um, but I mean, he was clutch. Um Yep. He did I mean, you know, the NBA players 
certain NBA players did not give him the respect that he deserved. Um, saying that he didn't get his farewell tour like Kobe did, mm-hmm. uh, or like some other players did, mm-hmm. and I think that that was quite comical. Um, but you know, he's a West Coast guy that played in Boston all of his life. Um, he played on one team, and you know, he brought him a championship. So um, he, he wasn't, you know, hopping from team to team. Um, he, mm-hmm. he stayed proof to the team. So. Um, for Boston, I think this is great for them. Um, for Chris Bosh, um, he's a great player. Uh, that's all I can really say. I, I think that he got. <laughs> I, I, I think he got the short end of the stick uh, being part of the big three down there in Miami because yeah. before he went to Miami, he was a solid player. Now, yeah. would he have probably brought a championship to Toronto? Probably not. But, I mean, like you said, with uh, the heart or the, you know, issues that he had with his health um, that, you know, stopped him from playing. But he made a true sacrifice to become a champion. So you have to give Mm -hmm. him his props there. But he was a solid player. Um, So, like you said, I don't know what the requirements are um, for becoming a... Hall of Famer because Charles Barkley didn't win a championship, so you can't get mad and say Chris Webber, yeah. you know, yeah, you, you can't say that because Charles Barkley got you know got in. So with Chris Webber, you know, he's a Michigander. Um, I have nothing but respect for him. He really made that blue and gold from Michigan. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. he made he made he made the Fab Five what it is today. That's you true. Know, he yep. The reason why we still talk about it was all because of him and them long baggy shorts and, and his <laughs> yep. swagger. Just yep. it that is. And the NWA music. I mean, that's what made the NBA. I mean, made college basketball exciting to watch back mm-hmm. when I was in middle school or junior high. And then said, "Hey, you know what? I want to be like them. Mm-hmm. I want to wear the black yeah. socks and you know the long baggy shorts." So uh, when he made it to the NBA, it was like. Man, that would have been awesome to see him and Shaq play on oh, the same team. Yeah. And then for, you know, Shaq to say, y'all need to go get Penny, you know. Um, and he flexed, you know, his name over down in Orlando, you know, to get Penny because of the Blue Chips movie, you know, mm-hmm. that 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 hurt, you know, not to be able to see, you know, Chris Weber, you know, play with Shaq because I think that would have been an awesome tandem. That would have been great. I don't yeah, know yeah. who the yep. guard would have been at the time, but I Scott Skiles. Scott Skiles would have been. Yeah, yeah. Scott Skiles was still there yeah. when it happened. Oh, uh, well, so. Penny Hardaway needed to come. So, yeah. We can't <laughs> <have> <laughs> so, so um, you know, it's unfortunate that he's not going to be able to finish with TNT um, this year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm not going to talk bad about, you know, anybody from Michigan, um, no matter what they do. So I, I have nothing but the utmost respect. Hey, um, I was I was born in Michigan, so I, that, that gave me some little, little leeway to talk about him calling time out. So. I never, I didn't know that. <laughs> but, I mean, the, 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 the timeout part, I, it was ve- it was a very disappoint it was very disappointing because you're watching, and mm-hmm. you know let's if, if we can talk about the timeout situation, yeah, you know that happened back then. I mean it was a brain fart. Let's just call it what it is. Yeah. And it was on the highest stage that you could possibly be, you know, as an amateur, you know, not as a professional, but as an amateur. That's the highest stage that you can be on, and you know you make that mistake. 
I mean, we all make mistakes. The only bad thing it was, it was at the at, at yeah. the highest yep. of all time yeah. ever. And that that's that's the hurtful part of it. But you cannot deny the fact that he did not bring fun, yeah. flair, oh. his personality. You know, he brought a swagger to that blue and gold to make you say, "I wanna, I wanna be part of Michigan." And I I'll never forget when I moved to. Lansing to be with my dad um, and I was playing on the high school basketball team. I was on JV at the time and I remember we went to our coach's house and it was a Michigan versus Michigan State and I'll mm. never forget um, they were playing and they were saying uh, we were, they were at the Breslin Center and, and we were all at the coach's house and I was new. I was a kid from Atlanta and they were like who you with? Green or blue? Choose wisely. And all I knew was blue. <laughs> I'm in Lansing, not understanding. Yeah, Michigan. Well, Michigan yeah. Yeah, don't, don't come around Sparty. talking Michigan State by, by accident. Yeah, don't, don't mess up. I didn't know it was about Sparty. You know, it was yeah. like, I'm saying, all I remember was the Fab Five. Yeah. And then come to find out, I became teammates with Jimmy King later on in my USBL days. Um, had a chance mm-hmm. to play with one of the Fab Five members. You know, uh, I was in Uncle Drew. Not. Yeah, Uncle Drew. Uncle Drew. I got a yeah. chance to have a conversation with Chris Weber um, in the van and just to find out that, you know, I came out in that same class with Shane Battier. He was number okay. one and I was mm-hmm. the number five best center in the state of Michigan at the time. So just to be able to say that I was part of, you know, that Michigan thing, even mm-hmm. though I'm not in the Hall of Fame, never will make it there, never even be considered, is just to see that he's getting his, his, his shine. And, um, I hope that whatever his next endeavor is, I wish him well. Um, as far as Rick Adelman, I can't tell you anything about the man other than he played. I mean, he, he was the one, no, that was PJ Carlissimo. Um, Rick Adelman, he, I, I, I just, he didn't get, he didn't get choked out by Spreewell. You think, you think about PJ, he didn't get choked out. You know, that, that's all I remember him and Bobby, him, Bobby Jackson and and Vladdy Divac out there in Sacramento. Like, I still see Bobby Jackson every every week. Yeah, he he lives out here right in in my town. I still see him every week. So yeah, he's he's still out here doing his thing. Yeah. So yeah, man. I think I I think like the just the 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 piggyback off that the the uh, the Fab Five. I think they were probably the most influential college team ever. Next to Georgetown when they first came out with the Georgetown Hoya when they influenced, and then UNLV is number three after that with with Grandma Ma on them. But mm-hmm. Fab Five kind of set Man. the tone for college. Mm-hmm. Though I mean, especially in our communities. I mean, the first ones I remember was Georgetown. Like, whoa, Georgetown! Like, I had Georgetown jacket, the uh, the Nike Airs with the colors in them, and then you know, as the Hoyas thing kind of to really die down, then came the Fab Five. I mean, these brothers, ball heads, you know, muscles, mm-hmm. you know, baggy shorts. They they talked our they would talk the way we talk they they hit they all hip hop um they, they throwing alley oops they they're definitely not tr- the traditional Colin and like Princeton the box and all that stuff they were <laughs> running the floor, they were running the floor doing things I mean they played back they were showing us how to play like we play basketball on the street or play basketball at the park they were doing it in the collegiate level on TV and shining. Mm-hmm. you know and I know there's other great there were other great teams the Fly Slammer Jam and all them but I don't think no one's had more influence on our community and our youth in the Fab Five. And Weber, like you said, Weber was, Weber was a spearhead. Yeah. 
Jalen Hart, Jalen, Jalen Rose Jaylen was probably Rose. the heart. You know, Jawan Howards was probably Mr. Consistency, and Jimmy King and uh, what's the other brother's name? Ray Jackson, or mm-hmm. both. Mm-hmm. They played their role. They played their role to the to the T. Man, I mean, those dudes, they Michigan Hall of Fame, period. The state of Michigan should oh, embrace yeah. them guys oh, yeah. always and forever because they changed the face, man. And the Michigan, the University of Michigan owe them cats a check to this day because they didn't change the way we do. That's, they didn't change the way these brothers yeah. dress from now on and That's go. True. So uh, Michigan definitely, at that time, they definitely did it for the culture. And, yes. you know, the culture um, – from your hood to the West Coast to the hoods on the East Coast, from New York to Philly to, you know, North Carolina to Georgia to New Orleans to Memphis. I mean, they they put everyone on notice that said, this is how we play. Because all you really knew was the Rucker. And then it yep. was like <laughs> they, would, they would take one or two guys out of the Rucker and, you know, put them on, you know, a Kentucky or put them on a Duke or North Carolina, but that would be it. Yeah. And then, yep. you know, but to see all five of them come together. Five freshmen? Yeah, five, five freshmen, freshmen, five young yeah. freshmen that's coming and in here spots. and, yeah, took spots, took from, took veteran spots and, and, and talking, talking, not even talking that, talking trash to Duke, but like, we're not afraid of Duke. We ain't afraid. Of they were talking that talk, walking that walk, doing the things that we wanted to see them do. And backing it up, you know, like I said, Chris Webber made the brain fart. That's fine. I don't think that that, that tarnishes his legend at all no. um, as a basketball player. But yeah, I mean, as far as there's, com- no, there's no asterisk in, in on his shrine, yeah. in, in, like uh, Barry yeah. Bonds is going to have if he ever gets in. There's, yeah. there's no asterisk. Yeah, so. but Michigan, the University of Michigan, that five fabulous five era, man, was the I would arguably say probably some of the greatest times that I enjoy watching college basketball. And they set the tone in a whole different. They just took basketball trajectory in my opinion they just mm-hmm. from everybody rocking michigan jackets everybody rocking baggy shorts everybody's now i mean and if you're not watching walking you know you rocking your your local team but you rocking the baggy shorts from your local team i mean they just change everything you want to do like you said they touched every down to the tallahassee and back on forth man and, so i think they did they and, did and, and with all that being said that's exactly why he should be in the hall of fame i mean we're still there talking you about what mm-hmm. they did no That's matter true. championship or right. championship, yeah, that yep. is Hall of Fame worthy because you did it for the culture and you made you know you made a lot of people you know change up their whole style because yep. of what you did. So with him, him making it into the Hall of Fame makes all five of them go into the Hall of Fame. If that makes sense, I agree. That, yeah, I agree. he's that representative of the five five. He's that representative of the fab the five five in there. Yeah. There you go. Awesome, gentlemen. We 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 did some things, and I appreciate y'all. Montel, how you feel, man? Let me let me let me start with you, brother. How you feel? Be all right. I'm blessed, man. Blessed, man. As long as I got ten toes down, man, I'm blessed forever. God, I so. love it, boy. I'm gonna put that on t-shirt. I'm, hey, hey, brother Nixon, put, get get ready. I might put that on on my next shirt. Tall boy, how, how you feeling, man? You all right? I'm my mama's son. You are your <laughs> put that put that on your sign uh, uh, for next week. I like that. Appreciate both of y'all. I uh, appreciate uh, the conversation. We, we did some things. Kwame! Kwame. <laughs> 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 Nothing else to say. Oh. Go- goodbye. <laughs>